All right, so we are here. It's been a while since we've done a podcast, and this is uh, May fi- uh, April 15th, and a lot's happened since our last podcast when we were talking with students at Dell Tech and Upward Bound. And so, as, as, as is obvious, we've been uh, doing safe sheltering and quarantining and have a new vocabulary of things that have happened, but that also has been a uh, new vocabulary for people that are librarians. So uh, I'm, my name is Harry Brake, and we have, can you go ahead and introduce yourself, Donna? Hey, this is Donna Carter. I am a, a public librarian at Greenwood, and hope everybody out there is safe and happy. Yep, we've been working together. I, I'm a librarian at the high school. So we've been working since probably around January at this particular website. And with our podcast, looking into how the collaboration between public librarians and school librarians work together to cause a final product. And so we thought it would be a good topic today to talk about how this quarantine uh, experience, which is pretty historical for many, has affected the world of the uh, you know librarians. So um, we originally started with our uh, name of our site, which obviously you guys know from checking in, it's been called Public to School Library and Connections. And we had some input several months ago about possible topics that we would like to go to when we asked you for suggestions. We had the topic that we settled on. So I'm going to let Donna go ahead and talk about which one we settled on. All right. We had a lot of great um, suggestions and one that we decided upon is called Do Knowledge. Do, as in your library book is Do Knowledge. Uh, I just like that because I feel like the word do, um, for some reason to me, that that is time sensitive, sort of. Um, so I think that will allow us to talk about things that are currently going on and uh, things that um, you know need to pay attention to. I don't know, but that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I thought too as a librarian when you see the word do and uh, talking about the knowledge. And I think with this particular predicament we're in, we are getting knowledge from every which direction. So I think the uh, title of do knowledge is pretty appropriate. And we want to thank Logan Fry out there. She's the one that suggested that. And that seems to be pretty fitting for that. So from this point on, you'll start to see our name. It'll be still on the Facebook site, but it'll be referring to the title of Do Knowledge. So we appreciate that input. Yay, so, Logan. <laughs> so the thing that uh, is really, I thought would be really cool for us just to talk about in this segment, and then we can go back to specifics later, were the effects that we see um, from the, of the pandemic on librarians as a profession and as going forward about being in the support role and things like that. So, um, Donna, do you have some specific thoughts that you're, you know, some uh, reflections that you see about all this happening, about being a librarian during this? Well, first of all, I think as far as public libraries go, this has brought to the forefront how how important, you know, what what a um, a whole our absence has left. I mean, when you think about how we are a source where people can not only get things for pleasure, but also apply for their um, relief checks, you know, and unemployment, that sort of thing. A lot of people, it's even still to this day uh, in this country, don't have 
uh, access to the internet or they are living in, you know, a black hole out in this country or something where they, even if, even if they can afford it, they don't have the, the signals, you know, to get where they are. So I think that's one thing that has um, made us um, more valued. And I think once we get on our feet, we're thinking that the social services are going to want to set up in the public libraries to be able to provide assistance to people who are now needing to, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, when, when all of this, um, but certainly the country is not going to be the same as far as our economy and things like that go. So I, I just think that our importance has sort of, um, you know what, they always say that, you know, we're, we're dinosaurs and we're dying out, and I think this is going to be a good example to say, wow, we, you know, we do have a purpose, and you just haven't been able to recognize it. Yeah, I agree. I, far, oh, go ahead. Yeah, as far as legislature goes. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I feel like um, not... Well, you know, not myself, but I think the profession as a whole, it's a diamond in the rough. And it's it's obviously the pandemic is a terrible thing with the numbers of people that are afflicted and how harsh this is being on families. And the only glimmer of light that I see is how you take advantage of a bad situation and turn it into good. And as far as I think school librarians and public librarians, it's a really... Um, great opportunity to be able to take this and help people not be so overwhelmed with how much is out there. Librarians pretty much are not only networkers, as many may or may not know, but they're also sifters of information. So it's applying the right you know, skills and right links and right resources at the right time instead of a deluge of everything all at once. And so you have this opportunity of really showing what a librarian does without having to go into a library with this moment in time right now. And unfortunately, if a lot of people do not take advantage of that, that are in the profession of librarians, it will be a missed opportunity where you have, you can prove the point that technology is great, but we were talking about this last night. You know, it's almost as if you have the chance to show in moderation, like the things that you can get without having to be on tech all the time, giving a little bit of tech and doing the right links and resources that involve technology, but then being able to apply that outside of technology and be able to even learn even more. So there's a lot of companies, obviously, that are offering free services right now. But the thing is, what will they do that down the road forever? And I don't think so. You know, you have a lot of small companies that you've never heard of and a lot of really great freeware, you know, out there that enables people to take back a little bit some of the not having to buy into a big company and pay an exorbitant price to have that piece of pie so that they don't have to fight the digital divide so that everybody has equal access. And so you have a lot of all these topics of exploration, but I think that for the first time you have public librarians and you have school librarians be able to be in a forum that they don't have to be huddled in the library somewhere. You have them in the open and it's their responsibility to be able to make this a little bit easier for everybody is just saying, hey, here's a resource. And then 30 more resources in 30 days without actually sitting down saying, hey, this is how we see you could apply it, making it easier for them. I think there's those opportunities. And so, you know, that's exactly what you were saying. It's a chance to be like 
librarians should be very diligent at this period of time, like taking advantage of every single thing comes by and serving as the sifter or the sieve so that everybody's not feeling as overwhelmed and be able to use these resources effectively. I don't know if you feel like that or not. I agree. And I think that uh, this is something, this is a situation that has brought librarians together. Um, I I was just in an in a online meeting with our um, our children and teen librarians this morning, and I hate to say it, but in the state, sometimes it just seems that there is this physical line that's drawn between all three of the counties. And, um, and I love hearing someone say this morning that uh, they were actually counting the number of libraries in the whole state as opposed to we have 17 in Sussex and however, however many we have to do. And they were saying, you know, this has really made the, the line disappear between the counties. And I thought, well, it shouldn't have been there in the first place. So I think this is one of the good things. But there, there should be a lot of good stuff that's going to come out of this. Um, but we just need to have a good memory once, it's, once we're back to the new normal and remember the lessons that we're learning right now. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think a lot of those lessons can come from the students too, because I think the online thing, I, if I were a student right now, I would be a little bit like, you know what, I have this work that I have to do. And do I necessarily have to be in a certain time, uh, like class, like normal in order to do it? Because I know there's parents out there that are like, why does my kid have to be, or my student, you know, kid, student, depends on the ages. But why did, why did they have to be there at a certain time when we have online learning if I know that my student's going to be able to do it? So every student's different, and that's hard to meet meet those differences being online, especially if they don't all have equal access, which we know is to be true. But I think it's important to, if I were presenting information or lessons, I wouldn't want to make it the same as us, you know, trying to make it just to be adaptable to tech. I would want to be like, what would make someone want to learn more about this. And so, I mean, you have all these tools of doing a, maybe a 10 minute of a virtual tour and then talking about what kind of post would you be willing to make about this so that we could, you could evaluate this for the public and making what they're doing, not just be like fulfilling a next step, next step, next step. So you're fulfilling credits, but actually taking the work they're doing and letting the public see for the first time more than ever, the work they're doing in school so that other people can be like, gain information from it. And I think that's really important that you could make these lessons meaningful instead of just trying to fulfill credits. And I think the panic is fulfilling credits so that nobody has to repeat a year. But I mean, the second tier of that is let's make the lessons while you have an opportunity to be able to do them at home inviting. If I didn't want to do, if I would not want to learn that because it's dull, then I'm sure students aren't going to want to learn that because it's dull either. So it's sophisticated to be able to present something where you want people, want students to want to learn about it instead of feeling like they have to. And I think that's a really important component of what we're doing right now. And I think librarians play a cool role in that. If you go to your public library or your school library and say, how can we make this something that's like exciting and not just be like, okay, I'm going to get on for 20 minutes. I'm going to do my thing. So I get credit for it. And that's not really meaningful, you know? Absolutely. You know what? This is, the time when those of us who have always 
thought outside the box and and make people and you know the, the more traditional people around us scratch their heads. This is the time where we go, where we move right to the surface, and you know, and I, and maybe when we when this again is, is over, the you know, teachers who who do want to do things differently, um, it'll it, it'll make sense finally to administration or, or whomever, and you know, this this could be again, there could be good things coming out of this. And it's just wonderful right now to be able to not have that restraint if you are creative and, you know, try these things. And with teams, that's who I work with mostly, I think that's what they respond to the most. And I'm sure that it's it's that way for all ages. But um, this this can be the time, you know, to to stand out and, and... Use those guys, you know, there's great things that when you were going through your, your teaching courses and you're, you know, creating this lesson plans and things like that, and you had these great ideas, but then once you actually were hired, it was like, oh, no, we, we, we don't do that. Well, this is a time where, yeah, you can do it right now. Be brave. <laughs> Yeah, I actually agree. I mean, I think it's a perfect opportunity. And I think between we've been doing this uh, from like Woodbridge High School when Greenwood Library since January. And I mean, this was before we knew anything was going to be happening. And we were pretty excited about how you're making uh, the things that you learn about in all disciplines exciting. Maybe that's coming out from the library, but that's not because of the library. It's because of the teachers and the parents and the students that buy into that and seeing it as a hub and the administrators and the faculty. I mean, that's important. So there is a huge, huge difference in having somebody in that position and being able to like make those contacts and make that difference in education be exciting rather than just being the routine. So, I mean, I think we both have some experiences that we can share and hopefully I'm looking forward to doing that in our next podcast where we can give you some specifics of what we've been doing in our pages. But if you keep on checking our pages right now, uh, for Facebook, you'll see that every day we've been highlighting things for the National Poetry Month and trying to synthesize a lot of activities that are open mics and uh, submitting your poetry and your writing so that it can be publicized and really bringing the idea of poetry alive. And that's just one one key month of poetry. There's all these other months that this can be done and adapted and made realistic too. So I think that is a microcosm of what's possible when you have uh, different librarians from you know different walks of life be able to collaborate and put those things together and make it exciting. I, I I don't know if that's how you've seen our relationship with putting these things together, but I've seen it be able to provide more resources than we did just like say by myself. I like that, and I, I have to um, suggest that when people do come and check out the Facebook page, um, don't just read the main articles, but really click on to those tweets. Because there is some fantastic stuff out there. Um, it, it's it's going to be addictive, I think. So um, please, please um, search and explore that Facebook page or that that um, as much as you can. Because there, you know, that's a great thing also about librarians is we have the time and we have the desire to go out online and just dig, dig and find. The, you know, the top of the, you know, cream or whatever I'm trying to say. But um, 
Yeah, I think we've done it, and, and you know we've done a lot of that through the participation of libraries all over the country. So I think it's pretty interesting that this is a product of a whole bunch of librarians from all different walks of life being able to put things together too. So it just shows how it can be recycled and just grow and actually be meaningful instead of just here's a resource, there's a resource, <laughs> and you can do that, but you got to be able to put it in a context that applies to different things that you never thought of, and I think that's the difference between. Uh, just learning and then the term of education, you know, so. I agree. Yep. All right. So we're going to stop today, um, but we are going to be back soon with some specifics uh, outside of what you see on our Facebook page, which will be soon turning into uh, the title Do Knowledge. And we appreciate you taking time to check us out. And we, we really want to once again thank Logan for the awesome suggestion for our new name. Um, so be sure to, um, check back with us and do the do. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you.